I am here with Mark Dalton. Mark Dalton is a uh, conservative party here in uh, Maple Ridge Pitt Meadows area in British Columbia, Canada. He was actually my grade eight French teacher. Bonjour, Matthew. <laughs> I don't remember any of my French, but um, he was my grade eight French teacher, awesome teacher, and I got in contact with him. He went into parliament right after my grade eight year. Um, and now here we are. So thank you for allowing me to have this conversation with you. Yeah. It's an honor. Um, you were in the Canadian Armed uh, Forces Reserve. Yes. And then you became a teacher, and now you are a politician. Uh, many more pieces too. Many <laughs> more pieces. Could you start by giving us a brief overview of your career uh, trajectory from serving in the Canadian uh, Armed Forces Reserve to becoming mayor of well, Ma Maple Ridge and Pitt Meadows? Member of Parliament. Member of Parliament. Yeah, no. So it's interesting because you're in grade 11. Yes. And that was it was right after my grade 11th year that I joined the actually Canadian Forces Reserves so oh, that, I see. so that was so while I was I did my training during the summer between my grade 11 and grade 12 uh, full-time boot camp and you know with, with military with um, you know with, with rifles with uh, uh, machine guns with communications and drills and then uh, was uh, worked in an underground nuclear bomb shelter for for a while oh, after, wow. after graduating grade twelve. So so it was during I was part time during the during my grade twelve year and then afterwards stayed with it uh, and it was that was a great great experience. I think that I'd encourage people to join the military for at least for a season. It it was great for discipline and uh, you know adventure and and. It just provided me some real skills. Now, I was raised up in a Canadian military home, so I was born in Germany. My dad was in the Air Force. I lived across Canada, and so there was a... Uh, he actually encouraged me. I didn't really want to join, and the reason why I didn't want to join is because uh, that was back in the hippie days, and hair was long, and I didn't want to get my hair long cut, but I did. After like, two or three times, it got to the right uh, length, and, and so I was, I was in the, the military. So, yeah, very much... Uh, you know that's that's one of the pieces, one of the responsibilities of the federal government, which I, I, I'm the, a federal politician. That uh, that one of the responsibilities, something that I, I do enjoy doing. So that's that's just uh, I was in that for a couple of years altogether, mm -hmm. um, and and then the journey continued. So you know, I'm, I'm right now. I'm 62, going to be 63, and so I look back from say going to grade 12 and and the time afterwards and. Now I, I, it's now looking back. Beforehand, it was looking forward. What's what's ahead? Right. And so you know, I just have seen life has been a real adventure. Uh, an adventure doesn't mean it's always smooth sailing. It means that there's some, uh, sometimes there's some real hard times, but it's but it's also uh, you know I'm it has been. It's been fun. It's been hard work. Uh, there's been ups and downs, but I'm, but it's it is a uh, you know I'm very thankful to be in the position I'm in right now. It's, it, mm -hmm. since the time I was in grade eleven till now, the whole you know whole thing has been has taken many interesting turns. I see. Could you run us through your average day in, in the parliament office and how does it look like? How much paperwork do you get? What goes on around? Well, yeah, there. no. So right now. It is most of my time is actually spent in Ottawa. I leave, I leave uh, on Sunday 
from Maple Ridge and uh, get to the airport, five o'clock flight, arrive two o'clock in the morning in Ottawa. And then we have, we have, I've staff both in my office for Pitt Meadows Maple Ridge right here, which mm -hmm. I, there's, I've got about four or five staff here. And I've, I have a staff in, in Ottawa also. So I'm on committees. There's committee work that we're involved. I'm on the official languages committee, but I've also been on public safety. Uh, so there is, there's preparation, there's reading, there's, there's, there's people that uh, come before the committee where you have um, their witnesses and you, you know, you're, you're bringing out debate, you're, you're, ask, you're asking, you're trying to bring forward policy. So there is also opportunities you know, uh, for, for speeches on the different, on bills, on, on issues you want to bring forward. There's question period, which is normally, okay, uh, it's two o'clock, but you know, uh, and then we have, we have votes and then have committee afterwards. Uh, then we have um, there's there's many meetings with different stakeholders, people in industry, different uh, organizations, ethnic group, all sorts of, of, of people you you have meetings with. So it's there's quite often receptions in the in the evening. I had a reception uh, last week actually uh, with the what, the uh, Pakistani ambassador and, and quite a few people. I've I met with the. Korean council a couple nights ago and his wife and uh, he's the the general counsel for here council general for Vancouver so you know there's a lot of meeting of, of people that are in leadership and also sometimes international there's a so there's also advocating for different you know people have concerns about you know could be they're concerned about firearms, you know, you know what's mm -hmm. happening one way or the other. They're, they could be they could be concerned about the drug uh, situation. They could be concerned about taxation. They could be uh, criminal justice. There's all sorts of different things, and so you're you're meeting with people. You are advocating. You're you uh, and, and working on issues of concern and importance to them also. So that's just a touch, very small. You know, and then at the same time, there's things I'm doing here locally. I have. Uh, we're, we, we're preparing for next week, uh, Pitt Meadows Day. We have a booth, we'll be in the parade. Um, there's, there is, uh, you know, my, I, I met yesterday with the organizations here in Maple Ridge. Uh, so there's, there's always things happening and never, never a dull moment at all. You were a teacher at different schools um, across the district. What are your thoughts on the modern education system and that how and that how it changed from when you were younger and how you were taught? Well, I I taught high school at Pitt Meadows Secondary. Then I then I did my master's degree at Seven Friends University and I went to teaching elementary school for seven years. Then I went I was elected provincially as a member of the Legislative Assembly in Victoria for eight years. Then I lost an election. Okay, I went back to teaching in Pitt Meadows Secondary. There was a 16-year gap between me having taught there previously to me going back about four years ago. Then I was in Westview too, mm -hmm. so so that was right afterwards. The big change, uh, big changes. Technology is a big thing. Okay, right. uh, uh, cell phone. Uh, that, uh, that there's that that has really changed. It's really changed that dynamics from in that in that gap. Um, when I grew up. I was living in little bases way up in northern Canada. We, we had didn't even have television, <laughs> so so it was the technology uh, barely was ever on the telephone. So technology was was not the same. I remember when little calculators came out. The, the Texas Instrumental, I think, it was four hundred dollars 
which would be worth now about uh, two thousand dollars. Right. And it could now you could get something for free. They just give those things out, little uh, you know solar um, things. So big big changes in, in in technology, in education. Yes. So um, yeah. So I've, I found some very significant changes. Uh, some of the issues vaping was more. It wasn't an issue sixteen years ago. Right. Now it is. Um, there is a lot more supports. Yeah. It's but but still, kids have got two arms, two legs, one hand. And uh, I enjoy. I enjoyed. Uh, I do enjoy teaching. How about the leniency on students now than it was before? What do you What do you, what do you think about this? You think this is beneficial for uh, students to for the for the system to be a bit more lenient on the marks on the uh, teaching, or do you think they should be strict and keep pushing? I think that there's something to be said for both sides, uh, and I think maybe a combination. I think flexibility is good. Where as far as some of the instruction and, and individual individualizing, I think that's all good and, and just being more aware of students that's not just cookie cutter. I think mm-hmm. I think that's that's positive, but I think sometimes it can go too far where there, you don't have the same perhaps uh, rigor, you know, rigor for uh, you know with marks expectations, work ethic. I think that sometimes can be potentially compromised. So it's you know there's 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 a balance. And you know it's like a pendulum. Sometimes things go one way, too far one way, and the other. And I think that you got to find you know some balance. Some some of the the balance. I mean that's uh, you know having been in the military, I, I found that there was you know there was benefit of of uh, of discipline, of having to meet schedules, having to do certain things, and it wasn't just being told. It was actually you develop these these skills and these disciplines internally. So I think there's. There's a balance uh, in both, and you can see it on the sports team also. Uh, you know, you, you need to have some uh, discipline uh, program. Right. If everything just kind of will <laughs> do whatever you want to do, then you, it just doesn't it doesn't work. You don't become very competitive. Mm-hmm. You touched upon technology in schools, the new AIs that are coming out that help kids with their homework or even do it for them. What do you think about this? Uh, it's uh, the thing is, the question is, how much are you really internalizing? How much are you learning? Like for example, I was, I was a language teacher. I also taught, uh, as you know, I also taught history. But if you have, if you have, it being done by AI, then what are you really learning? I mean, what, what, how, how is that? You're not internalizing. You don't, you're, you don't have those skills. The computer has those skills. So, you, you're going to give a grade to the computer. I think I think for some of the research, I think that's good. But mm-hmm. I think it's really important that you're able to communicate uh, and write. You know that that's important. I know that for example, now you can just say here's some points, make a make an essay, and uh, it's you know you're not you're not really developing the skills. So I think it's important. Yes, as a, as a as a support, but not something you're relying on, and that basically, you know, you you as a student become brain dead it's all it's all on AI right. so it's just you can't what function. policy changes do you think should be um, implemented like it may be maybe something where AI could benefit like we could we could implement AI into teaching or technology into teaching kids like we do yeah. now with computers uh, maybe we could do that or what policy changes I like that do you idea. think? Yeah. <laughs> so okay. and that's that that is the thing that I like about my job is that mm-hmm. when I bring up issues, uh, uh, when I advocate for issues, I advocate. I I 
it's things, concerns I'm hearing in the community by, in, by individuals saying, this is a problem, you know, can you help? And say that, and I think, yeah, okay, what can I do? And so I take those, those, those steps and, and, and help to maybe bring forward policies. So, you know, I, it's not something I've given a lot of thought of, about as far as AI, uh, other than I've seen it's being used increasingly in, say, in country, in, say, communist China, where, um, and actually worldwide, my concern is where it becomes a control, where, where people, where it can become a um, control over people. So mm-hmm. I, I'm very, individual freedoms are really important for myself, uh, for the Conservative Party, that you know we, we're not undermining people's liberties and freedoms. I see. There was a recent uh, speech censorship bill that was passed. I'm pretty sure it was C12. Um, do you think this is beneficial for Canadians? And if not, are we stuck with this for a long time? And for those who don't know, could you just explain a bit about C12 and what that bill Yeah, well, I think is. it's about C12 in the previous part, but I think C11 the last oh, time. C11. So that, that, that's okay. okay. <laughs> I lose track of numbers. They, they change Too every, many numbers. Yeah, and every every time a, a new parliament starts, you start you start the numbers all over again. Oh. So so what was C12 now? Might be C13, you know, so it changes. So um, that, it it was to modernize the um, communications and to try to to bring revenues to make sure that you know, content providers, for example, Netflix, that they were, you know, you know, they're under the same regulations as the industry here. So there's there's some of some of that as far as Canada, but it impacts a lot of the content creators. Um, they, it it there is, it also what it does it, it brings the government in and to really allow governments, CRTC regulations to to bring up into profile messages that they may want or not want. So I mean you may be creating things but they're basically shadow banned. You know, you're you're nothing you you're just so that's that's a concern that 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 you know you talked about the concern with AI or I mentioned about AI where the government gets too much control. There's that you're losing some of the the uh, some of the freedoms and the ability of free expression expression and opportunity so I think it's I, I know that there are content creators that that you know testify that they are quite concerned about you know how that can muzzle how that can uh, you, know, imp- you know how will that impact as far as uh, uh, more and more regulations and so that that is a this is a con- concern we have with the current government which is you know the Liberal Party with and supported by the NDP that it becomes more and more regulations, more and more of the control, and that is, we feel that that goes in a direction that is co- uh, contrary to uh, freedoms and and liberties, and that's important. Like I said, you know, as you know, I'm the military. Oh, was was in the military, and we fought for our freedoms. We fought for our liberties, and I think a lot of these things are slowly being eroded. So that's that's the concern mm-hmm. somewhat with an erosion of freedoms of expression of being able to be on the the public mar- public market and uh, having more and more of the government censorship. Basically, it's censorship. So what censorship means is that uh, you know we 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 determine what is is what what is right to say and what is wrong to say. And so, I mean, there is 
a place for us, a place for it, but it becomes more and more narrower, um, and that that can um, that can be very harmful. Is this going to stay with us for a while? Uh, well, hopefully not. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we'll do an election soon, and hopefully the conservatives will get in. So because we will be, there's a, quite a few of the regulations that and, and C11 that we would be uh, uh, dramatically changing. What this is going to get a, just a bit on the more political side. This one question. Uh, feel free to not answer. Uh, what policy changes in the government right now are you and your party strictly against, and how would you change the policies for the benefit of of our cities? So one thing that we are very much against is the uh, the, the liberal and supported by the NDP uh, policy on drugs, opioid dr uh, drugs, and and basically they have essentially made it free or very reduced the cost and so we're seeing a dramatic increase in the number of people that are dying from opioids from and now they've legalized um, heroin cocaine these are hard drugs and right and they right. kill they 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 kill we men are, and, and the thing is it will lead it's only been leading to worse every year more and more deaths we have well, way over 2000 this year last year it's climbed to a, 300% since they've been in power of the current government. So we feel it's a wrong direction. We feel that that rather than being just providing these 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 drugs, which is uh, it's impacted our community here in Maple Ridge, uh, but it's all throughout. That um, we th we our focus would be more on on treatment is is a big thing. You know, providing the support. So when those supports are are very hard to come come by. So that would be one. One one aspect and and uh, uh, you know it's 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 important that mm -hmm. that we have that there's some control and also there's we're a bit stronger on on issues of, of law and order. We think that if somebody has um, well, killed somebody or if they've done some serious crime, they should be they should be not for the benefit of public s uh, safety. They should not be out, out roaming about to be given. A, bail and uh, so so many crimes are by people that are actually out and are you know they're they're on bail they're they they have a very short uh, uh, very short uh, prison term if, if at all we've last year i believe that there was 40 40 um, people that did six thousand crimes or charged with six thousand crimes like it's a revolving mm -hmm. it's a revolving uh, door and and it's it's uh, it's it's not good. It's not good for for uh, for people and for the, the general community. So we'd be stronger on that. We'd be also we're we're lighter on the on the pocketbook. Also, we we want people to actually you know if they work, they should be able to keep their money as much as possible to do as they want. So we're very much for innovation, for people small enterprise, uh, for people um, uh, just be able to. To keep what they what they've earned, rather than, than you know giving it to the government, the government knows best. No taxes are important; they are important. But it's, I think there's been a tremendous we feel there's a lot of wasted dollars. Mm -hmm. There's a lack of respect for for taxpayers' dollars. It just it's it's really bad, and uh, you know you're paying for it. I mean you you pay taxes. You buy anything. You know your microphone here, yeah. uh, computer. They all have taxes. All that is you're paying constantly for the taxes, and we think. Uh, as conservatives, that that we want to be, we want people to keep more of the money, and you'll be more prosperous. You'll be richer. So, 
What do you think the legal voting age should be? Is this is this a common topic that pops up in in uh, government? Should it be lowered? Should it be hired? Or is is it good? Uh, you know, I think. What do you say? I think I think eighteen is is fine. It's fine. Yeah. Um, you can get involved politically before that. I wasn't involved beforehand. You can volunteer. You can actually be a member of a political party at fourteen years old. So you can still oh. get. You can still help out in elections. You can mm-hmm. get. You can become educated. But it is, I mean, there's reasons why there's, there's certain ages. Uh, I, I think that, you know, but not by that time you've graduated or you're, 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 you're more aware of what's happening. Um, I'm not saying that you can't be at a younger age. Uh, when I was a teacher, I would, I would uh, have, you know, talk about uh, voting and bring about, mm-hmm. you know, we'd have votes and, uh, in the school-wide. And so there, there's things that you can educate. But uh, I, th- I think... I, th- I think that's it's okay yeah. at 18 yeah if you don't mind we'll step back into your earlier life sure how was school for you did you find it challenging was it not so challenging what did your parents think about school did they say school was important you know go to school or were they a bit more lenient and if you skipped a class they wouldn't be as upset as maybe some other parents would be so my parents actually uh, we had a lot of liberty uh, growing up, uh, a lot more liberty than most people have now. I think that my, I'm Métis, and so my dad, I mean, he'd be out in the woods with a, a rifle when he was about eight years old. So it's like, I'm just saying hunting, and uh, it's like, that's, that's the background. I mean, I, uh, from my dad, and we had a lot of liberty growing up. Mm-hmm. I... My mom was a teacher uh, before I got married, and before she got married, and before I got married too, actually. But uh, and my my dad, uh, you know, he was in, in had gone to university while doing his military training. So it was it was it was important. I, I I enjoyed school. I worked, you know, I worked, uh, you know, tried to excel in it. The only subject I didn't enjoy was French, <laughs> which French. which is what I am a teacher. It's hilarious. It is absolutely hilarious. And the reason why I I um, I went in teaching uh, learning languages is that after graduating from high school, I was in the military and then I joined a uh, it was a Christian outreach ministry. I worked in Mexico and uh, other places, inner cities. And I you know, started learning some Spanish. I thought, you know, actually, good to to language is a great. It's a great way of connecting and, and opening up the world. And I and I started to develop a real uh, uh, t- desire to learn language. So when I when I went to university later on, after I got, uh, yeah, I did. I majored in French and uh, and in history. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's um, it's interesting looking back because I. A key thing for me, okay, I'll tell you, kind of foundational yeah. for who I am as a person, is when I was right before grade 12, I, okay, that was right, right, actually when I was in the military, okay, is I, uh, though I had been raised up in a church, I went to church, it was really at that time that I came into a, um, I would say, a awakening to um, to God, to Jesus, and it, it just, and he became the center of, of my life. And so, you know, as I've looked at the journey, I've, I've placed, he's been the center, and I've just, uh, and for that, 
one of the most important things is serving other people and how can I help? How can, what can I give? How what can I give to him? What can I give to others? And looking and, and following. And it's he, it, the journey has been so so interesting. So after I had been in the military, I was in this this outreach ministry for many years, for about seven years, and I put aside university, okay, at that time, so I could be involved with this. But then afterwards, I, I, when I moved to Vancouver, I got this one job, and it was at Sunfrey's University, and actually working in the athletic department. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, working with with teams like the football team and other teams. But one of the benefits was I got free university, pretty much free university, and so that opened oh. up. And well, and that actually, and from that I got to, went into teaching, and so that's been kind of the, the journey. You think if you didn't get free university, you wouldn't be at the position you are now? Um, was that really the right the now? Push? Uh, no, because I I was also a pastor. It was during this time too, and I was in, um, and then went teaching. That 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 yeah I don't know if I hadn't got the that opportunity at that point I was I was still taking courses I was going to BCIT but I was doing more oh, I, I was going taking um, uh, computing and accounting so I was I was doing that and then when I got this job at Sunfrey University gave me a free free education I thought okay what is something I know I was going to be that job for a while what's something more long term I'd like to do and I was teaching so that's what happened there. What courses do you think are important for children to take in high school? Hmm. Well, you know, I think people are different. <laughs> well, I think kids are different, uh, and and you can have different journeys. And well, I, there are, there are course subjects now like science, math, yes, PE. Yeah, yeah. Do you think there should be another? Like I've spoke to a few people now on my podcast, and there are a few of them that said finance would be a good course to add to schools. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, a course about law, a course about how to study. What, what, do you, what do you think? What courses do you think should be either added to schools or should become core subjects that kids would need to take? Yeah, I, th- I think it's important to realize that university isn't the only direction or college isn't the only way to go. People, we used to be, and maybe it's changing now, that that was, okay, there's first class, or that's, that's more academic stream, uh, university, or then you, or there, or you go, you know, more the blue collar. Well, you can earn maybe even a better uh, income, financial income, going even on the trades, whether it be welding or electrical, or the, and so, so, mm-hmm. so I think, you know, find out what the passions are. I think that, that that's beneficial. Some of the, uh, the flexibility, I think, is, is good. I think in some of the European schools, you know, you can make those choices even in grade nine, and, and so you kind of go in a stream. Um, it, I think having a, a, a trying out different things is actually good. I mean, like I said, I taught French; it was my worst subject. So it's like, it's, uh, I think I didn't pass one of the grades. I actually put before. I mean, it was, uh, but so I, I think all, I think that's kind of the um, if. if as educators, as teachers, to make the the courses as interesting as possible, and trying to connect, finding finding those connections is, is really important. But not every kid is going to be you know interested in, in, in the same sort of things. But obviously, writing skills are really important. Right. Uh, you know, you, you you know, communication is really important. The um, your math, yes, uh, but it doesn't necessarily have to be trigonometry, quadrometry. But you know, at least core math. Math. I do agree that finances. You know. The, Budget management, you know, that those sort of things are, are key, but making it real. I mean, and I, and honestly, um, 
depending on who the student is, sometimes their mind could be a, a thousand miles away. But how can you make it, how can you engage? I think that, how can you have a class that is engaging as much as, as possible? So, you know, yes, English, language, you know, a language is, is, benef is beneficial, it's not different, it could be a different, different language, but, you know, for, for at least for a little while. But, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, have, having those different streams. If you were to go back in time, what is one thing you'd do differently to help you achieve where you are now faster or more efficiently or just something you regret that you wasted time on? <sighs> well, you know, I don't have regrets. No. <laughs> I don't have regrets. I, and I knew at the time that, that I was, you know, as I told you, I've been a Christian and my faith right there. And, but, you know, there, there's time, as, as a politician, I've lost maybe more elections than I want, or, you know, I've won four, several, but I've lost also. And, but to realize that, you know, that, that um, you just keep on, keep on persevering. Uh, it was not easy for me to get uh, elected the first time. I, I, I first tried in 2004, you know, nomination, didn't win. In 2005, 2006, I was in, in Burnaby, I lost that election, and then, and then, a variety of um, like this two-step processes and, and I had lost and then I finally won in 2009 my goal always was fed was federal but it, it so it was it was so I think I, I would say rather than regrets I think I, I'm actually feel that I've made a lot of right decisions in 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 um, in persevering but, uh, but at the same time you know, you know there's, there's a maturing of your of your um, you know, as, as a person, you know, I think that maybe I'd be less uh, um, dogmatic, less, less strict. I noticed when I went back to teach high school from the time I'd been 16 years, I was a lot more relaxed. I had mm -hmm. my kids now in the 30s, okay? So it's like, I see what's happening. It's like, okay, I get it. I know what's going on. And, you know, I just became more relaxed. I think maybe um, that that's, that's beneficial, uh, just probably, you know, just... You know, maybe a bit when I was, especially the first few years when I was teaching high school, maybe a little, just a little more uh, relaxed a bit and, and mm -hmm. uh, focused, and not not so focused on the subject, but just upon kids. I think I would have been, you know, uh, I certainly had a heart for kids, but I think the connecting, so um, that would have that changes life, life, life's change in your perspective, and I think just that willingness to be to to change and to be you know to improve to improve. I think um, some of the, the things in life are really important are diligence, you know, just be diligent, keep on, keep on, uh, um, pers you know, perseverance, integrity, being a person of integrity, honesty. So, you know what, you got to live with yourself. And you talked about AI, you know, you can get uh, machines to do it, all that. You know, you're not learning, you're, it's actually, you're cheating yourself, I think. So I think, I think it's important, you know, what is allowed, knowing those things, how can I, how can I, you know, just be a person of integrity. Mm -hmm. And you know you will benefit, you will benefit and be happier. You realize, you know, I did the right, I did the right thing. Sometimes there's the cost to integrity, some and, and honesty, and and even it takes courage to to stand up to speak. If you if you feel things are, are wrong, to doesn't mean you just kind of lash out, but but it takes courage sometimes to to, to speak up, and to to share your thoughts mm -hmm. and and your perspective. And it takes courage also to sometimes realize that that. That you can change too. Like I, there are things I've been, you know, strong on in the past. I realized, you know, have a have a humility to 
maybe change your, your opinions and, and 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 I think also realizing every person has got as much value as ourselves. I think you know I I, I don't care if it's a person on the street or not. They have just equal amount of value as I do, and having that perspective is is really important. And just mm -hmm. appreciating and here's a, there's a little saying it's that life does not consist of the abundance of things which means you know people think well if I just attain if I just attain that but you know what you can attain those material things or whatever that isn't the essence of life I, I've when I've traveled in places I think in Central America you know sometimes I think one time being in a little village people were just sleeping in a hammock or, or in the had I wasn't very rich at the time this years ago but I thought my couch is worth as much as all their possessions. But honestly, they're just as happy as anybody here. So it's like it isn't just in things. So it's it's yes, uh, enjoy the journey. And I think I enjoy the journey and um, yeah, beautiful words. Yeah. Uh, right before we finish off here, what is your favorite uh, book and your favorite podcast that might be beneficial for other students? Oh my goodness! So I. Yeah, the, well, my favorite book, okay, going to be, and I read it every single day, okay, it really is the Bible, okay, I'm in the, mm -hmm. I read it every day, and it is, uh, it's, it nourishes me, it just, uh, it's, um, it's restful, it encourages, I, I like, the Bible actually is 66 books, and a lot of our civilization is based upon, uh, based upon, uh, you know, with all these principles which are being undermined right now. So that 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 to me is the book. Is the Bible actually means the book? That's what I that I focus on. Podcast. You know what? I I get so many things sent to me, and I I, I had one. I emailed somebody yesterday, and I said, you know, because he wanted me to watch this thing which lasts an hour and a half or even forty five right. minutes. I said, you know what? You don't. Have time. I, I you know I I'm really sorry. <laughs> I don't have time for for uh, for this, and so. I you know so I can't say that that uh, my son listens to a podcast, but you know I I, I hasn't been something that I maybe I'll listen to yours. Maybe you'll be my favorite podcast. <laughs> maybe. Matthew. Yeah. Maybe we'll see. Yeah. Thank you very much for okay. coming on. It's been a pleasure.